You're listening to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of LA Magazine. Here are your hosts, Brian and Gina. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of LA Magazine. As you already know. You know uh, that, Gina. <laughs> I'm Gina Grad. I'm Brian Bishop. And we have an amazing guest today. We have uh, the Mishpucha, as your people say, Brian, part of the family, the LA Magazine family. Adriana Costa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love this. I'm so happy to be with you. This is Especially fun. on a day like this. Listen, you said Mishpucha, so I'll tell you where my brain is <laughs> overseas at the moment. But I'm coming back and channeling what's going on right here in front of us. I'm really Wonderful. happy to be here with you guys. Yeah, we spent uh, the majority of our last show uh, talking about uh, Israel and about just just all the all the happenings in the world, and we just we just want everyone to kind of put out the good vibes if they can't do more. Um, so we know you are full of good vibes. You have an awesome series uh, on on LA Magazine's YouTube channel, uh, LA Stories, which is great. Like it, you're so sweet. They, and I feel like there was authenticity in you delivering that line. So yeah. I'm going to take that as a huge She's compliment. A pro. <laughs> Thank as, you. Or, or you, as you know, if, if we didn't know it was going to be good and we're surprised, it was good. It was actually good. It was, you did a good job. No, that's amazing. Well, you sold it. So you're either a great actress or, or there was some truth to that. Thank you. Well, it, that's, that's the thing. Brian and I both watched a bunch of them. They're so conversational and they're so, they're, they're so topical and they're topics that like either I look at and I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, ugh, I don't know what to say. And like, you do know what to say. Like, this is a really good wheelhouse for you. You know exactly what to say. You know what? Because I grew up loving pop culture and entertainment news. I knew from the time I was really young that this is what I wanted to do. And I've covered entertainment news so closely since I was literally in middle school. I would stay home. I mean, this is a great LA story here. I would ditch and and play hooky uh, in middle school. I was at Lindero Canyon because I'm a native. And Jillian, do you remember Good Day LA at the time? I don't know if you lived here, but it was yeah, Jillian, yep, Jillian Barbary and. Dorothy, Lucy, and Steve Edwards were on Good Day LA, and I would stay home just to study what they did. I always wanted to be an entertainment uh, news journalist and do the feature reporting and stuff, and and Jillian, to be very honest with you, really paved the way and was a pioneer for for people like me. She was so loose, so conversational, fun, energetic, and broke a lot of the barriers with kind of standing there and having to deliver the the news um, in like... like sort of like a talking bobblehead type thing. She gave her opinion. She was bold. And so to me, it became just this world I was obsessed in. And I like to describe it as sort of a high school on steroids. It's, you know, gossipy sometimes, fun, cute boys, like the cheerleader girls. And so I just get involved. You know what? When there is such seriousness in life, it's great to disappear to this world of pop culture and entertainment. You could just... It's a fantasy a lot of the times, and I love it. I love reporting on it too. Of course, there are serious topics within sure. pop culture, and even, you know, it's a tremendous business coming right out of Hollywood. So there's that stuff too, which I do get really wrapped up in the numbers and the box office and, you know, all of the stuff, like the real sort of business side of it. No, that makes sense. And I, I think that obviously there's a place for everything. I hate when people get all snobby and say, oh, there's bigger problems in the world. Mm. Right. But 
when, you know, when we are in a privileged moment in our lives where we don't have to worry about food safety and shelter, we get to explore these other beautiful, wonderful things. And or I like that we you do that. You're 100% right. Or we do worry about those things, but these moments are supposed to be entertaining and yeah. light for people to be watching. It's funny. We, we, um, reported a story the other day about the biggest story to come, you know, like breaking news. The biggest story to come out of Paris Fashion Week is Selena Gomez having lunch at the same restaurant as Hailey Bieber. And it's like, part of me goes, okay, Adriana, you're 42 years old. Like get your crap together. This is not what you should be reporting on. But the truth is people want to hear about it. And it's like fun and silly. And so we do, we, we deliver what people want to know about. Yeah, it's a, there's an audience for it. It's kind of like it's adjacent to like professional wrestling where it's like, oh, you're doing something silly. No, maybe I am, but people enjoy it and there's an audience and there's a lot of money to be made. So Brian, don't lie. I know you wake up listening to LA stories. You're like, is the family, yeah. are they all out of here? And lifting up your laptop and watching or who even watches on a laptop anyway? <laughs> Opening no. your phone and that's the first thing you go to saved in YouTube. You're dead, Second, you're dead right. Second thing, he, the first thing he goes to is professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah. But once that, that's a quick read. Once yeah. that's done yeah. and you're dead wrong about going to the family's gone i'm like family gather around we're gonna yeah, learn let's do this. these la stories yeah, right right britney just broke a nail that's right we all need to know about it yeah they need to know well you're gonna be our expert today and and you're our expert every day but i just want to make sure that people know sort of uh, you know where you come from in your background you didn't as my mother in kansas would say didn't just fall off the turnip truck um uh, like you said you've been doing this for a long time you have been doing uh, you've been hosting you've been part of reality series can you just brag about yourself a little so we we can get to know you better i can absolutely give you a quick rundown i don't know if it's bragging because you know my biggest show lasted for a, a whopping one season. Right. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's something to brag about, but it was with Steven Spielberg and Mark Burnett. So that was sort of the biggest show I did. If you want to, you know, like, as far as Hollywood goes, it was a filmmaking reality series called On the Lot back in oh, 2007. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was a long time ago, but you know, it was produced by Steven Spielberg and Mark Burnett. I mean, how much bigger does it get? Now at the time I got yanked from CNN in Atlanta because I was an entertainment anchor, uh, on the morning show there, which was called, um, what well, was Robin Mead's morning show it was called morning express. That was really like in the trenches because yeah. you're sort of in the epicenter of where news is breaking and happening. And we, I was up at two 30 in the morning, every morning, hair and makeup, which sounds glam, but it's not because your biorhythms are all off. So I was, you know, 24 years old, one of the, the younger CNN anchors to be on the air there and, and go in, drive into Atlanta and, you know, really like, it, again, very involved in like the stories and writing them. And you're getting such a great lesson. Uh, it, it's sort of like you're learning on the job as well. And then we would do four hours of live TV every single day talking about, you know, Again, all the stuff I'm saying to you, box office to who, you know, who's dating whom and, and all controversy come out. I remember at the time it was like Mel Gibson and then Anna Nicole Smith and I, I will stop moving so you don't hear that. Um, but the point is, so I was there for several years and before, and then I, and then I came back and did all the red carpets for like E and Access Hollywood and Extra and then went to, uh, uh, sorry, Las Vegas for extra and built up their bureau there. And so that's kind of been the trajectory, but I really do love, it's sort of like what you guys do. I just love interviewing people and talking to people from, 
you know, from different backgrounds and fascinated. You know, I'm so glad. uh, Sorry, I have to interrupt you before we get too far from this, because I, yes, Brian and I love talking to people. We love expressing opinions, hearing other people's opinions. I have admitted recently that I either was never good at it or have recently forgotten how to do small talk. And I've been asked to do red carpet a couple times. And I suddenly came down with an exotic illness because I am so afraid. Are you good at small talk? Are you good at those sort of quick, uh, you know, quick and dirty interactions? I'm horrible at them. You know, what's so funny is I do a lot of preparation, but it's those moments that I actually think I'm best at. What's weird, what you just said is I can absolutely empathize if you want to say that small talk, just like random small talk at the store or like looking at somebody and having a a mini conversation. That's where I'm stumped these days uh, because maybe I'm not as much on. I do. I I don't crack under pressure. I'm the complete opposite. I like will pull it together under pressure, right? which has helped, I suppose, uh, except when I dropped the F-bomb one time live on a morning show. That was not a great thing. That was that was cracking under pressure. (laughs) Let's just say I was having a bout of anxiety at the moment. Um, But the point is, I I do. I want to tell you, I really feel like this inability to have small talk is due to us being on our devices so much, truly. And I think it's like a lag effect from COVID. Because we were just not just getting COVID and having, you know, messed up foggy brain, but literally from not interacting with people. I blame everything bad on COVID. People hate each other. It's COVID. You know, there's a rise in, uh, in crime. It's COVID. Everything happening. Yeah. I, I think there's something to that. I think that you're right. It's sort of rejiggered society, multiple societies. So yeah, mm. you're onto something. I can see that. It's funny. You know, like I, we've all done varying degrees of this, but like for me, red carpet interviewing is the worst. I, I refuse to do it at a certain point, and I've kept that promise to myself. <laughs> uh, but like, I find myself conversely good. I think I like the small talk, just like, you know, someone I meet in the grocery store or whatever, you know, Gina and I have encountered, you know, fans and listeners throughout many walks of life and iterations, you know, at the grocery store, at the restaurant, whatever. And it's always a nice little chat. Conversely, I never enjoyed red carpet doing that duty. And I wonder if there's some gene that is you're good at one or you're good at the other. Well, I'm curious to know, like, who's been, have you done any red carpets that you can remember where you've interviewed celebrities and it kind of went awry or somebody wasn't as generous with their time? Let's just call out celebrities right now who suck. Can we do that? uh, Okay. No, it's all, I, I put the blame squirrel on my shoulders because I think me not wanting to be there, not wanting to do it probably permeated. And I give off that sort of, you know, pheromone of like, stay away. I don't like this. Um, There are we. I've done red carpets where people were very generous. I've done, I did. God, one of the first times I did was in the radio days, Gina, back in like oh seven, oh eight, and it was like the AFI one hundred years of cinema celebration. Yeah, I feel like I was, remember that. Yeah. It was at it was at the ArcLight, and it was a the A listers of the A list. Like Spielberg was there. Tom, your buddy Spielberg. Yeah, and he, everyone Adriana's worked with. Speed dial. Yeah. Speed dial. Yeah, uh, Jack Nicholson was there. Uh, Angela Lansbury, like like legends of you know Hollywood. Yeah. And uh, they, they, I I think I barely spoke to anyone. I was at the you end of the line. I just kept walking. And I, and you like didn't even. You're like I'm just I'm I've totally bowed out. I'm done. I'm not even doing this job. Yeah. Not even attempting to like call for them. Here's the thing. I get really competitive with it. 
So mm. it, it's so much less about like being nervous to talk to George Clooney. And I'm more nervous about making sure I'm getting the right soundbite. It is a business for me. I want to make sure I am so competitive. I want to make sure that I'm like, I'm going to knock you down, drag you out way. Cause I've seen those reporters as well. I'm not going to say who, but I've seen them, <laughs> but it's more like, I just want to get the best moments that we can possibly get. So no, that, yeah. the, the, you are, you know, Brian's too cold. I'm too hot. You're just right. Because uh, I, I, I don't lo- really know how to do small talk. I, I like big talk. So if I sat down with George Clooney, I'd be like, do you ever, do you ever think about, do you ever think about death? Or you're like, you're like the Barbie in the movie. Like, exactly. Hey, you guys think about dying? Exactly. That, totally. Uh, do, what, what's your, what's your biggest fear? What, what keeps you up at night? Oh, no, sorry. We're, we're, we're promoting Ocean's Eleven. So you, you understand the business and you understand how to talk to these people and you're not afraid of them. Yeah. Like we need to talk in seven seconds. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's like, yeah, get it in seven seconds or you're screwed. No, yeah. but you're more like a Howard Stern in that sense. I don't know. Are you guys pro Howard or no here? Yeah, love, oh, I love. grew up with Howard. Yeah, obsessed. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, so I am really curious about a couple of uh, fleshing out a couple of your stories because you do present these really, really well. Some of them you walk the perfect line when it comes to your opinion. Uh, one comes to mind uh, that I had to rush to because I know people on it. I know you know people on on Ozempic, and oh, yeah. the way you straddled the line of. Do I, is it the right choice for me? No. Do I want to find kids? No. Do I have a problem with you doing it? No. You know, I get it that it's like this really touchy subject. And the thing that drives me insane is it's, it's just another big step in the impossible beauty standard, you know, warehouse of like, you know, filters or makeup or fillers or Botox. Now everyone has this open secret that none of the rest of us can attain. So I love that you talked about that. You talked about the ones that have admitted it. You want to talk about the ones that haven't technically admitted it. And I'd love to hear more of your, uh, can we, can yeah. we set the table first just yeah. for people like me, uh, explain what a Zimpic is and oh, uh, what, what's the story. I, 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 I'm familiar with the broad strokes, but uh, let's, it's a, uh, it's let's a semi-glutide down. injection for diabetics. And they realize that it can work for everyone when it comes mm. to significant weight loss quickly. Mm. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause I mean, I was at a wedding this weekend and I was like, you're on Ozempic. You're on Ozempic. You're on Ozempic. I mean, like everybody all of a sudden is like 20 pounds lighter. But then I was laughing because remember I told you my husband, or I, I said this, yeah. my husband just lost 35 pounds doing it the completely natural, healthy way, which is eating healthy and, and taking, you know, he's on right. doing yoga now, not eating after dinner and all this stuff. And now everyone's like, Scott, he's definitely on Ozempic. So you're like guilty until proven innocent in that case. But the truth is like, I don't care. Yes. Do I have my opinions? Sure. But guess what? I also, and this is what I was saying. I have my own crap. I do. I inject my face with Botox. Like, is that, is that okay? So we just had a little technical glitch because COVID that's right. Uh, COVID. I love COVID. <laughs> so we blame COVID. But you were in the middle of saying something that I found fascinating where you say, like, do I inject uh, Ozempic? No. But do I inject filler or Botox? Yes. 
Yes. So it's like, where do you draw the line to say, oh, well, that's lame that they're doing that to get skinny, but I'm allowed to make myself look more youthful mm. by injecting botulism into my face. Also, I will never throw stones because I got enough of my own problems. So <laughs> the fact is, I, I just don't judge people for the things they do. Now, there are a lot of people in Hollywood on Ozempic. The one we were still questioning and I think is hilarious is Oprah because she's like, she totally danced and skirted around. Yes. Mind you, she's lost a ton of weight. So my guess would be, I have no information. This is just simply a thought. My guess would be she has done Ozempic. Okay. But remember, she's closely aligned with Weight Watchers. That is her company. Mm. So she can't openly come out. But all of a sudden we've been seeing her and she's dropped all this weight. Okay. So again, I, I truly don't care what anybody's doing. I, what do I, pre I, I think for me and the people I love and my family, whatever, I, I worry about the uh, end results as far as we don't know, like what the fallout will be from something like this. Right. That was I, my question. Like, is this stuff safe? Well, it's certainly safe for diabetics. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and now now they're coming out with all these stories that are like people on Ozempic are losing all of their bad habits. They no longer like chocolate. They don't like gambling. They don't like drinking. And it's Ugh. like, this could be a, a wonder drug. But it's not worth living. I have two sort of snarky devil's advocate takes um, for you and for Oprah. First, like. Of course, Adriana Casa's not going to use it. She she already hit the genetic lottery. Like, you're, oh my god, I love you. No, truly. I mean, you you already have, and I'm sure you work hard, and I'm sure you do all that. But like, yeah, it's. I would say like, it's not for the. It's not for Adriana. It's for the rest of us. Well, um, I got to tell you, very I, curious yes, about it. Okay, no, no, go on. You can say the Oprah thing too, and then I'll I'll, I'll let you. Oh know. yeah, and I was just going to say that I believe she said something about um, Ozempic would be the easy way out. Yes. And I thought that was a very odd statement because anyone who's ever struggled with their weight, and we all know that's been Oprah's struggle for how long, you know, remember, remember when she got down to like a size six and dragged the fat with a wagon out onto the stage? I mean, we know she's always dealt with this and, and battled with it. And we know that people who are part of Weight Watchers or WW, this is something that they want to be able to get a handle on. And to say, she didn't say, I don't want to take the easy way out. She said it would be the easy way out. But for people who struggle with weight loss, I would think, oh, finally, there's an easy way out. Yeah, like, seriously. You know how hard I work and I don't get anywhere? Like, why are we bad-mouthing an easy way out? I, I'd do anything for an easy way out of this. I've tried everything. So I thought that was a not a real, not a very um, sensitive way to put it. I totally agree. If there was an easy way out, and by the way, I... I know this is crazy to say because obviously it's all relative, but I had a lot, I have a lot of my own, uh, eating food issues mm. because, because I was a chubby kid. And then I don't know if you noticed this, but like people who are not cute and like get made fun of for being heavier, whatever it is when they're younger, that stays with them their whole lives. Right. Oh, yeah. Don't you notice? So, sure. and this is not by any means like a sob story, but I've always had an issue where I like body dysmorphia. I think I'm fat, mm. blah, blah, blah. But um, there was no point in saying that other than no, there is a point in saying that. We appreciate that for me. This is big talk. This is what I'm here for. This is big talk. This is real. And I appreciate you saying that. So, the, so it just comes down to what makes you feel comfortable. And I do agree with you. If there's an easy way out and there were, you know, I could not get rid of an extra 20 pounds or 15 pounds, by the way, I would, maybe I would do it. 
I don't know. Yeah. I just, my, my sights are set on right now, making sure that I don't look 70 years old because I right. feel it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that totally makes sense. Um, and you, you, I mean, you, okay. Between Britney Spears and knives and fall fashion and dupes and Brian doesn't know what dupes are because he's a guy, your wife knows, but like, you know, when you find, uh, like, well, they used to be called knockoffs. We call them. Dupes okay. Now. okay. Um, all of these things that are in pop culture, how did you decide what to talk about? Because I also work in news and news writing pop culture and it, it's, I'm always just like, well, I don't know what people are thinking. How do I get out ahead of what people are thinking? I think it's such a good point. And we're still trying to figure out the formula to what really hits and what kind of doesn't. As far as with, (laughs) Gary will probably laugh about this or your team or whomever, but we are always trying to think like, what's going to do it? Is it going to be wearing, you know, something with a brighter color? (laughs) Is it going to be saying something super controversial off the, is all of a sudden we post something about Pamela Anderson not wearing makeup at the Paris Fashion Week and I don't wear makeup and that one pops off. I don't know. Maybe it was the time of day we released the post. Who knows? You know, so I'm always trying to think about what the audience wants and what I'm interested in because at the end of the day, I'm the audience, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm tuning into this. So what yep. do I want to hear about now? I, as it goes with, um, like, you know, shopping looks for less or whatever it is, sure. not everybody can afford a $2,500 cardigan from, Ew. you know, Brunello Cuccinelli, but how can we find that same look for less that Gwyneth Paltrow loves? Those right. are things I think that are a little like giveaway, takeaway tips. Of course, I go to all the big websites. I mean, my whole morning is spent combing through and finding the great stories and then putting our own spin on them. But when it comes to something like um, a Pamela Anderson going without makeup and Jamie Lee Curtis saying, this is the new no makeup revolution and things, that really piques my interest because it's revolutionary. It's different. It's cutting edge. It's cool. Yeah. And it's coming from the top, which always makes a bigger difference. There's also an element of like, if you're interested, the audience will be interested to some degree. You know what I mean? Like if you have genuine interest in something, the audience is going to pick up on that. And then you, you know, you obviously go for the cheap shots, which are always (laughs) Selena and Hayley Bieber. Okay. Britney Britney Spears, the the Kardashians. Sure. I mean, that's, those are the cheap shots. We get it. That, why do you think there's a story on Kim Kardashian every day on TMZ? Yeah. People, because people are viewing, they still, they still care. You're absolutely right. And it's funny how the sort of the, the snake eats its tail because we report on Britney. Is Britney okay? And then Britney herself will go on Instagram and say, leave me alone. I'm fine. And then the next story is Britney says, leave me alone. I'm fine. And so it just kind of goes in a circle uh, forever. Well, okay. So then about Britney, if you want to go there, did you see yeah. she posted and then deleted this video yeah. of herself dancing with the the her finger bandaged up and uh, did you not see this latest one and then before that finger bandage oh yeah she had like this huge white gauze on her finger and what's so sort of silly about that is because people were suggesting fans specifically that she was when she was playing with knives she was injured which is what drew the cops to her house but anyway so she (laughs) she has since deleted that video i don't know I, i worry for her Worry for her. I do too. We we talked about this on the last show and for different circumstances that people often aren't able to in this hot take 
medium we're in to hold two opposing thoughts at once. And I think it's perfectly uh, acceptable to say um, Brittany should have never been an indentured servant to her father and she may have mental health issues. Like it, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Wait, that's a concept. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it doesn't need to be so black and white. There is gray in there. Exactly right. What they did to her was so not okay. Yet Brittany being on her own and, you know, constantly blasting out videos like this, um, there is room for concern. Certainly, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's so funny. What's the ex's name? Uh, Kate, Kate, Sam- Ed? Oh, yeah. Kevin Federline smells Kevin like roses. Federline. Yeah. 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 Uh, Why do I know? <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, I didn't know I'd be living in a, in a world where his name would ever come up, let alone as like father of the year saying, oh. I just got to protect these boys. Yep. I remember when they, I was working at Access Hollywood when they got together at the beginning. I remember she'd be in and out of like gas stations, barefoot and big, huge baby bum. But, and and again, this is like way deeper and I don't know how this exactly works because I'm no physician. Surprise, surprise. But she seemed like it was, I'm not sure if it was like the fame or the mental health issues or what, but she started off like being like this, what appeared to be like such a normal kid, teen, blasted in front of everybody's eyes. But then what happened you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, I don't I, either. This is this is the segment where we all talk out of our ass and admit that we're not. Uh, nobody know, knows. No, but what I, you know, between, you know, like they show now, like these absolutely disgusting, even with Barbara Walters and these hosts asking about her boobs and she's a teenager and she says, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what is you, how do you feel that everyone's looking at your chest now? And like how mortifying. And so going through all this at such a young age and being in the spotlight could screw up anyone and scramble you from what I understand and from anecdotal evidence when certain mental health issues arise is in your early 20s. That's why it yeah. happens when a lot of kids go to college. So it could have been a, a perfect storm. And again, we're coming from a place of I have no degree in any of this. But you think like, you know, it, it, is that when her dad sort of pounced on the issue? And if any of that's true, it's like you keep working for free and, you know, wearing yourself out or you're we're going to send you back to where you were on a gurney. Like what? Yeah, that's terrifying. You know, if if that's true, it sounds exact. I mean, again, I, I just think that you are right in saying it might have been a perfect storm of her, and then of her just wanting to say, you know, screw everybody, and this is have how I'm going to live my life now. Have you heard about this new uh, guy who's like the caretaker, the uh, the the building supervisor, the the plumber? Oh, who she was like allegedly hooking up with that yeah, guy from the house. Yeah, but yeah. then I heard he's like out of the picture now. Oh, okay. Oh. I, I I knew she would. Uh oh, were we not supposed to say that? It was only a matter of time before Britney's people were going to try and shut this operation down. Uh, now we're now under the thumb, and uh, we can only <laughs> hope that they release us. Well, Brian, I don't know if you knew this. Well, I'll just filibuster. Um, you probably, I imagine, you're not familiar with this at all. Uh, but Brittany and, and her husband, Sam Asgari, uh, we happily, happily married, had the beautiful wedding at the house with Madonna and everyone was there and, uh, all was seemed right with the world, right? And, oh, he's, she, he's using her. No, they're in love. Well, he filed for divorce. And oh. she said, I'm shocked. I didn't know this was going to. Oh, thank God. Adriana could explain this. Um, was this the wedding where someone tried to show up? and was, Yeah, her like, ex. Oh, Jason, Jason Alexander. Alexander. Not from Seinfeld. No, 
No. I was going to say, that's wow. some range. That was her first husband. Remember that? That was yeah. a quick okay. wedding in Vegas. And that right. lasted for all of 24 hours or something. They got it annulled. Right. And then and he, was, yeah. Yeah, he's lurking around her property. So Sam uh, filed for divorce, not Brittany. And then, you know, that, that thing's been sort of shrouded in mystery. I Have you pre-ordered the book? I have not, but I want to. But you, wait, no. can I say something Please. slightly con- controversial that Please. you guys will be like, uh, we don't Why agree? Me? Okay. Especially coming from a woman, like this is something that, okay. I believe that Sam deserves monetary compensation. I do. I'll tell you why. Because there is some sort of gag order in place where he can't speak or he signed a, you know, a, some sort of agreement where he wouldn't right. speak about Britney if they bro- broke up. And there was a prenuptial in place. We know that. But he had to deal with a lot during that time he was married to her. Okay. And yes, he put himself in the position and, and also sure his, I, I suppose he gained fame from it, infamy, right. whatever you want right. to call it. Right. But I'm not saying some anything to make her go broke, but I do feel that he should be mod- because he can't speak about the relationship. And that's the only way he could technically exploit her, make money from it. Not exploiting, not being a good thing, but he, if he wrote a book or shared his experience with right. her or whatever, then obviously he would cash in. He cannot do that. So I think the guy deserves a little cash. It's like pay him off and go. Let him go do his thing. Because that, if, he can't, if he can't make money off his own story, then you're going to have to him. He can't. Like give him a little cash. Give the guy some cash and just be on your merry way. And you can go still be a trainer and, and try to be an actor or whatever. By the way, he just posted a picture with Al Pacino, him and Al Pacino. So I don't know if they're like, I know, I know Sam has finished filming a movie right. and he has like a small part in another one coming up. But remember, because of the SAG after strike, right. he's also on hold. Right. But imagine if it was opposite. I'm just saying. Imagine if Brittany was the man and Sam was a woman, right? I, I would say that she definitely deserves compensation. That's such an that when you put it that way, that makes sense. I I heard I, or I read that she's paying for his like super nice uh, apartment on like his condo on Wilshire. Yes. Yes. Um, and and I'm sure yeah they they have teams dealing with all that. But but that makes sense. Um, Brian, I know this is something that you're too embarrassed to ask, but I'm very interested in this story and I don't really, I have a few reasons why. Thanks for taking the bullet on this. Can we, <laughs> can we please talk about Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater? OMG, what's happening? You guys, I'm as baffled as the rest of you. I mean, Who I know what, I know what the Slater? story is. What about, what? Say that again, Brian. Who he doesn't what know is, what. Yeah. He doesn't know what we're talking about. So give him a I, real quick reader's I, I know who Ariana Grande is. I don't know what an Ethan Slater is. Okay, ready for the headline? Yeah. Ariana Grande leaves her husband of two years, Dalton Gomez, who's adorable, an LA-based realtor. Dashing. Dashing. The two of them look like twins, actually, which yeah. might, he might have looked and said, hey, this is weird. You look like my brother. I can't do this anymore. Okay. She starts filming the adaptation of Wicked in London. And okay. her co-star is a, man, a young man named Ethan Slater. Um, did I just say that right? Sometimes yeah. I like screw myself up. Okay, Ethan Slater. No. No. Sorry. Too many names, too many people. And um, he was... So she leaves Dalton Gomez, okay? And he leaves his wife who has a brand new baby. And they okay. were like high school sweethearts. E- that is Ethan Slater. Yes. 
they were Ethan and his wife awesome. who were together for five years. They just had a baby. Yeah. So, okay. If you've had a baby, you understand how uh, trying and, and hard those first months are, first years. You're in, yeah. And, and I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that Ethan Slater, uh, you, you know, we all know that Ariana Grande plays Glinda, the beautiful witch, and, uh, Ethan Slater plays Bach. If you're familiar with the stage show, he's sort of the nerdy, crazy, like, you know, foil. And he also won a Tony for SpongeBob SquarePants on, um, Broadway, which are amazing accomplishments. I'm just trying to put in perspective that he's not Jason Momoa or Brad Pitt. I mean, let me just say it for you. And, but I, I love what you're saying. Yes, he's an accomplished, incredible actor who probably has a very uniquely brilliant brain. And by, I love intelligent men too. What we're saying is who you're falling for is not, um, Austin Butler. I don't know. It surprised people. But, but she is the trailblazing pioneer behind Pete Davidson. Now, Pete Davidson, yeah. I actually think is hot. Oh my God. Oh, wow. You don't? Oh, I do. Wow. Like, you don't have to be, you don't have to be like the quintessential, good looking, like a symmetrical guy. For no. Me. You know what I mean? But, but, uh, but I was thrown off slightly with Ethan Slater only because it didn't seem like that would have been her type. But then again, who is her type? Like, well, you're saying if you look at the history, quirky, quirky, quirky. And, and who doesn't love quirky? So, yeah, it's it's interesting that um, she is going for these guys that are not, you know, Ken dolls or she she's divorcing the Ken dolls and going for like the quirky theater guy. And what bad press, you know, he that's a deal with the devil. I would think you're 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 going places in your career. People are starting to know who you are. You have this newborn baby. You and your wife have been together forever. Like everything's going great. But over here on this side of your shoulder is a world renowned hot superstar in Mm. the prime of her life who wants you. What do you do? These are the drinking game questions that we all play. And this is his real life. Yes. Yes. I, uh, okay, I know it's hard to believe that I also don't judge this situation (laughs) because I don't judge it. People have issues at home, you know, and and also what I find most difficult is you are in a vacuum, the two actors, you are in a vacuum there where everybody is catering to your every need. You are seeing the star in their best light because they're uber talented, oftentimes really successful typically good looking. And then, and, and your partner is at home far away. It's this out of sight, out of mind game. I've seen single-handedly people fall in love on set and it's alluring and seductive. And the rest of the world outside does not matter because it's just what's going on in front of you. Thank you so much for saying that you are, I'm sure that is so astute and right on. And, and think of like the, the most infamous example. You, you're Brad Pitt. You have Jennifer Aniston at home. How do you upgrade? Oh, you do a movie with Angelina Jolie. <laughs> right. You're right. Like you are spending all this time together. You're being treated like royalty and it feels like a fantasy. I'm sure. Yes. Yes. 
And, and yes, and yes, and yes. And they are the most famous example of it, Brad and Angelina. If you look at other couples who it's worked for, I mean, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunitz, sure. they fell in love with that. Granted, theirs was, their story and trajectory is totally different because right. that 70s show and then, but, um, Eva, uh, Eva Mendez and Ryan Gosling, they fell in love on set. They lasted, you know? The list is endless. Joe Paul yeah. Newman and Joanne Woodward. Right. That list is endless. It is, it, this happens in history. Now, do I think Ariana and Ethan are going to last? I, I, if I had to, I feel bad even doing this, but if I had to place my money on it, I'd say probably no. Brian, listen up. Brian loves side bets. Probably oh, yeah, I mean, the smart money, this is like the don't pass line. It's not popular, but yeah, it's going to pay off. I'd give them, I'd give them uh, six months to eight months. And then I, that, that would, and then she'll move on to the next. I mean, she's really, she's, so, by the way, we share the same birthday, which makes no difference to anybody. Nobody cares except <laughs> I, I just, just like when I was researching, I'm like, ah, June 26th. What do you know? A cheating cancer. No, I don't know that she cheated. I have no idea. I have zero clue. I just threw that out there. Get it. Totally get it. Um, you, I, 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 I love it. I, I hope you come on lots and lots. And I'm wondering, um, before we wrap up, just because we don't want to give all of your secrets away, we want people to tune in over at the YouTube uh, channel, uh, LA Magazine's YouTube channel, and go to LA Stories. Is there anything, and feel free to say no, but is there anything that you're just dying to get off your chest? Or is there some a look at something that you have coming up that we might want to tune in for? Just Whatever, whatever your, your last words are. Yes. Yeah, so we're talking this week. Of course, we're going to talk about what's going on in Israel a little bit and celebrities yeah. who've come out to support and those who have not or those who've posted and then since taken it down, right. which you probably have heard about yeah. that story. So we'll, we'll get into that a bit. Uh, and then just to lighten things up a little bit, Caitlyn Jenner. I don't know if you read any of these stories. Caitlyn Jenner is speaking about how Kris Jenner was her eternal love, her first love, love at first sight, and that Caitlyn Jenner will now probably not have another romantic partner as long as she lives. And she went on live television and said something in the UK that really ticked off the entire Kardashian-Jenner clan. So we're going to share that with you as well. Oh, wow. Interesting. Is that I do okay not, for a tease? That was a great tease. I don't know what was said. I know everyone is so fascinated with this family and rightly so. I mean, there's just so much going on. It never ends. And when somebody's storyline gets quiet, the other one pops up with something. Exactly. Good, you know? They're a machine. The, They're a well-oiled the machine. Dad, the dad became a woman. And that's like the least interesting part of that family. Which who is? Say that again. <laughs> Dad became a woman, and oh, that's, that's like the like, least, yeah. like that's like fifth down the list. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Well, I'm still wondering where Rob is. Like he's Rob. been hiding out for years. Poor Rob. I say that to my wife all the time. I'm I'm mean about it though. I say, "Where's Fat Rob?" And she goes, "Oh, you know, he's doing whatever he's doing." I don't mean poor Rob, and, and I just mean like poor Rob because it surrounds him and he can't get away yeah. from it. Yeah, you know. Oh, you gave me an idea. You know who I'd love to see a reality show on? I'd love Rob Kardashian and um the I think Black Amy, China. Uh, oh no. no, Amy Osborne, the one Osborne who never participated oh, sure. in the show. Yeah. To do a show together and just be like, what are they doing? These idiots that I'm related to. Gina, I I really like where your mind's at. I gotta tell I you, you that. say some really funny things, and you have Thank zero you. problem with small talk. <laughs> FYI. Oh, oh, you just made my day. God, thank you so much. We can Um, call the show Above It All and it can be starring, yeah, the the other Osborne sister. Above It All. That's Uh, perfect. uh, Ryan, 
Thank yeah. you, Adriana. Thank you so much. I do have to say that you are stunning and flawless, but there is one thing that could, the only thing that could make you more beautiful is if you had something from Alex and Ani hanging around your neck. Let's give them a quick plug. Jewelry is having a big moment right now. And with hundreds of products popping up in your feed every day, it can be hard to find a brand you trust. Alex and Ani has been creating meaningful jewelry for over 20 years, designing pieces that connect you with all of life's important moments. With an emphasis on value, there's truly something for everyone. You might be most familiar with their signature charm bangle. This bracelet literally created the category of meaningful jewelry and had you stacking charms from your wrist to your elbow. This piece is an icon for a reason, completely size and Each bracelet is adorned with a symbol designed to tell your story and express your unique style. Beyond the bangle, you'll find stylish, affordable jewelry for every occasion, from classic pieces to bold statement looks. Don't know where to start? Alex and Ani makes it easy to unpack the trends you're after and sprinkle in your personality too. Each piece comes with a personalized message and meaning, truly making it the perfect gift. You can take comfort in knowing that you're shopping with a socially conscious brand as well. To date, Alex and Ani has donated over $60 $60 million to nonprofits worldwide, connecting fashion and philanthropy in an easy, fun, affordable way. Visit alexandani.com right now to discover the confidence that comes with a perfectly accessorized piece of jewelry. Right now, Alex and Ani is offering our audience 20% off with code MIDAS at checkout. Again, head to alexandani.com. That's A-L-E-X-A-N-D-A-N-I.com and use code MIDAS at checkout for 20% off your order. nothing but you know a little sparkle from Alex Nani goes a long way um, so where can people reach out to you and find you maybe pitch you stories maybe yes. uh, say hello please 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 um, at Adriana Costa on Instagram and we also have now LA stories underscore the show on Instagram that's the All best right. place you Thank are you, such a ball of sunshine we love you we would love to have you on lots and lots and lots and thank you for taking the time I think that this is like a really fun trio because I like where your minds are at. So thank you. Thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate you. Thanks, Adriana. You're so welcome. You can always uh, find us at the same place at Gina Grad, at Bald Brian on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again real soon. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to The Brian and Gina Show. To get in touch with the hosts or buy their books, hit them up at at baldbrian and at Gina Grad on Twitter and Instagram or by email at podcasts at lamag.com. To get connected with LA Magazine, hit them up at at lamag on Twitter and Instagram. Talk soon.